0: Welcome to Inside the Multiverse with Carlos, Brad, and Matt. In this episode, we discuss the Blue Beetle, Superman reboot, and Superman and Lois, and the latest episode of WandaVision. Check us out on Twitter at ITMultiverse. Now, it's time to explore with us as we go Inside the Multiverse.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Multiverse. Um, How's it going, guys?
2: Going good. We got a lot of news to talk about this week, so I'm stoked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, things are going pretty well for me. I'm excited to get into tonight's episode and talk about everything that's happened since we last spoke.
1: Yeah. So it seems like this past week, the powers that be kind of were like, you know what? We're going to throw Carlos a giant fucking bone up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were just like, he's, you know, he's due for one. And I really appreciate that. So everything on today is going to be pretty much that something that we're, I'm a fan of. I'm a huge fan of. Um, so let's just get right into it. I think the first thing that we have to talk about is Blue Beetle. Now, the news came out, right, that they're going to be moving forward with the movie. They have a writer and a director. Um, and before I go, I'll let you guys kind of give your, your thoughts about it. Matt, you want to give any... Like, what do, you, what do you think about this movie,
0: dude? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know a whole lot about Blue Beetle. Like, my really only um, interactions with that character have been from the animated shows, um, Young Justice and Justice League Unlimited, I think he was in. Um, but I really love the character. And, you know, I think the the person under the Blue Beetle armor is really important, too. And that's something that I think a lot of people have been waiting for with the superheroes is let's get out of that kind of 50s 60s mold of you know let's have the traditional white character be the superhero you know let's let's see the black superheroes let's see the latino superheroes the asian superheroes you know let's let's get more diversity involved and you know i think we're really starting to get the beginning of that which is important and something to be excited for how you feeling brad
2: so I'm just gonna speak briefly on this, since I know how important this movie is to Carlos, um, and I know he like absolutely loves this character. So I'm gonna try to keep it brief. Uh, I just, I mean, I just think it's awesome that we're getting like all this representation. Uh, I mean, it's like it's gonna be the first like Latinx uh, superhero to like be on the big screen. Well, hopefully big screen. I don't. They haven't uh, clarified whether it's gonna be like an HBO Max release or if it's gonna be on the big screen. I hope it makes it to the big screen because I feel like that'd be a really awesome moment because we haven't had that yet. And uh, it's also going to hit a few milestones because I believe it's uh, it's going to be the first standalone superhero movie to have a, a Latinx director and writers. So I think, I mean, that in itself, I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's, it's huge. Um, so you guys both know that this is, like, one of my favorite characters. Um, for me, hearing, like, This has been a character, my first introduction with him, much like yours, Matt, was the Young Justice. So I kind of found out about him because Young Justice, season two, I believe, was like the first time you really see him. And um, I remember just watching it here at my house and going like, yo, who's this dude? Like, first of all, like his suit was really cool. I was like, oh, this suit's dope, right? And then he said something like, um, oh, watch out, hermano, or something like that, right? Like threw out something in Spanish. And I was just like wait hold on holy shit is this dude like you know you know you know mexican what what is his deal and then he like landed or something and his armor went back and he was brown black hair and i was like dude this is crazy like to see this on a cartoon is big for me for me as like someone who i grew up watching all these different animated shows it was big and so after that I dove into every comic I could find, reading whatever I could, doing whatever I could to just, you know, watch this character, read this character. Um, I mean, I like him so much that my uh, graduation cap for college has him drawn on there, like painted <laughs> on there. Uh, so it, it's a big deal. I mean, I've been waiting for this for for so long just to get something, right? I was like, dude, I'll take an animated series, I'll take a live action series, maybe not CW, because I'm still a little bit like whatever on them. But I'll take something. Give me anything. And then when this news showed up, it just, you know, I was overwhelmed. I told so many people I was overwhelmed with emotion because it means so much. You know, like like you guys have said, all the diversity that's like starting to come from this. Like there's going to be so many kids who in this town that I live in, right now are mostly his like mexican kids growing up that they can sit in a theater and watch somebody that looks like them be a superhero is crazy that's crazy and a lot of people will downplay that like oh you know that's not that's not that important no it's it's important man to see people that are your skin color your heritage be good is big you know and even for um for like parents and grandparents. It's important to see kind of, you know, cause a big thing in Jaime's life is uh his family. His family's big. And, you know, in Latino culture and Latinx culture, family's super important. Like family comes first a lot of the times, right? So I'm super curious to see how that plays out, because that's gonna be super big. Um I just think as a whole, it's it's a character where there's so much potential for what can go on because his villains the villains that he fights are like you know they have spanish names they have names in spanish they are mexican characters so if you guys don't know the background i'll give a quick spiel he's a mexican kid from texas who ends up getting imbued with this awesome suit of armor because of a little scarab alien scarab technology that gets uh, grafted to his back to his spine um Now, how some of that stuff ends up happening is different depending on what you read, what you see. But one is like, it's at Cord Industries and he's kind of like skateboarding by and the thing blows up and then it attaches to his back. So, um, yeah, I'm just really excited. Like, I can't say anything else than the fact that we're going to get a movie, I'm going to get to sit there. And I guess my only worry is like, if it doesn't live up to all those expectations because I have such high hopes and high expectations for it. I'm really worried like I'm going to sit there and like nitpick the shit out of it because I tend to do that where it's like, oh, that's not, oh, no, he wouldn't have done this. Oh, he would have, you know what I mean? And I don't want to get there. Um, But, yeah, I don't want to keep rambling on. So if you guys would like to like add on to anything that I've said or, you know, how I'm feeling, feel more than happy to like interrupt me. What else? you guys got anything else to
2: add? I just think it's awesome because like Hollywood, uh, they have like a really bad reputation with like representing like the Latinx culture and like their stars. So I think it's just it's a huge, huge boost to that. Um, I mean, especially since you're going to be having like, uh, you know, an actor that's going to be Latino. You have the director, you have the writer. It's just I just I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah, you know, like we've been saying, I, I think it's going to be great and amazing for, you know, people of a certain culture to see a superhero that looks like them. And I think it goes back to maybe the first episode where uh, I talked about, for me, what makes superheroes so amazing is the human aspect of them. And, you know, it's not always just the powers, but it's what they represent. And to see such a good character and, you know, someone presented in this way with that culture and that heritage, I think it's just gonna be amazing for, for those people and just for everybody really, just to see more about a culture that needs to be represented in, in the big screen.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's 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 the hope, right? Is that we get that good representation and people can start seeing my people as good people because there's a lot of us that are really good people. You know what I mean? Um I know that we've already thrown some fan casts out there. There's been people already naming their guys like Sholo uh, Maraduena. His name has like showed up a whole lot, which that would be cool. Mine is uh, Michael Garza, who's Michael Garza is like a young up and coming actor. He's got the look, you know, he's got everything. So either one of those two dudes would be really good. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else because it's still in like pre-production, but I can't wait. I can't wait. So kind of just keep it going with, you know, them pandering to me with the powers that be pandering to me is uh, we got news that uh, Superman is going to be the way it was said it was Superman's going to be rebooted. Right. That, that's that's the word. So um, quick background. Tanasi Coates is going to be writing the story. There's no director yet. J.J. Abrams producing, which makes sense because he's tried to make Superman movies in the past. And all it points to at the moment is that there's potential for they're not sure if Henry Cavill's going to come back, but there's a high probability that it will be a Black Superman story. So, Brad, how you feeling about this?
2: I mean, I think it'll be awesome. Uh, Tana Hisey Coates, I think he's a great pick. Uh, like you said in the group text, uh, he's written comics for Marvel. He's done Black Panther. He's done Captain America. So I think he's already got a good feel for, like, the superhero genre, at least in terms of writing, which is what he's going to be doing for this movie. And then also, uh, like you said, you know, there's been whispers and speculation that we're going to get our first uh, black Superman, which, I mean, I think that would be crazy. Uh, Just, it's going to, once again, you know, it's going to be like a whole generation of people that are going to see themselves in, like, a prominent superhero. Uh, I mean, I know we have, like, Black Panther and other stuff like that. But like, this is like Superman. Like this is like, this is like huge, you know, he's like one of the, the most well-known superheroes in the world. So I, I think that's a big, a big win for that uh, community. If that happens. And then also uh, I know we were talking about like potential fan casts. Um, I'm Michael B. Jordan. I'm sure he's got to shoot like right up to the top of the list. Cause he was actually the first person to bring the black Superman to Warner Brothers Studio back in 2019, so I feel like he's going to be like at the very top of the list in terms of uh, who gets to play Superman if they do go that route. So I, I think it'll be interesting to uh, to see where it goes.
1: Yeah, how you feeling, Matt?
0: Yeah, I'm going to follow Brad up with uh, three words: Michael B. Jordan. That's that's who <laughs> I think you know. If it is going to be a black Superman, I completely agree with Brad in the in that fan casting. I mean, for maybe two years or so, I've been thinking that he would be a a great Superman, not even just to focus on Superman being black, but just in general. I mean, he has that look. He has the acting skills. I mean, he just looks like he would make a perfect Superman. And, you know, as we said before, I think the character being black would be uh, really huge and important. And, you know, it's something where they can either make Clark Kent black or they can make a different, you know, maybe an Earth-2 Superman because I know before that they've had Calvin Ellis as Black Superman, and you know, there's definitely different ways they can go about it. But you know, I I think the story that could come from a Black Clark Kent um, would would be really intriguing. And you know, does he land in Kansas? Are Mar are Martha and Jonathan Black? You know, is Lois gonna like? There's so many different questions that can come with it. And I think especially with just the the culture of today those kind of questions and stories could raise important could could be important for today and just kind of the temperature of what's going on uh today with everything so you know i think that it could have really huge ramifications and you know i'm just super excited to see where they go with it and i started with michael b jordan and i'm going to end my little spiel with michael b jordan that's the casting
1: <laughs> that that's the guy i mean yeah I I can't say it better than both of you guys have already said it, you know, other than it's going to be great to see how they if that's the direction that they go in. I can't wait to see what it looks like, like how it comes to life, because, you know, Matt, you kind of hit on it. There's they can either make it like a main earth thing or they can put him on a different earth, which WB and DC has already said that they're starting to do. Right. Like Robert Pattinson's Batman takes place on a different earth. You know the the Batman uh, 89 takes place on Earth 89, like all that kind of t- kind of things. Is they can do that, they can put him on a different Earth and say, well, this is this Earth Superman, so on and so forth, and kind of build the story out that way, which I don't think is a bad idea. Um, I pitched to you guys like, what if they roll with throwing him into Robert Pattinson's Batman's Earth, right? Like they go like, okay, we're gonna build a new Justice League. And we're going to want young guys, young people, young actors. So let's start with Robert Pattinson's Batman is the first guy, first character you see in this earth. Okay, next. Boom. Let's drop Michael B. Jordan's Superman in there. And that's his Superman. Right. And how those dynamics would go, go with each other would be really cool. Um, So I'm just interested, like you said, like, is this going to be Clark Kent? Is this going to be Val Zod? who's another black Superman from earth two is it going to be Calvin Ellis? Who's another Superman, black Superman from earth 23? Like, how are they going to roll with this? And, um, yeah. Uh, another fan cast that I just saw earlier that I think would be really cool is Travante Rhodes. Trevante Rhodes is a really good actor. He's got that look, super handsome dude. He's all yoked up too. like, if he came up to me wearing that shield, I'd be like, Oh dude, Save me right now. Same for Michael B. Jordan. Dude looks like he's made of steel. Like, those guys, either one of those two would be so good. But um, I think it opens up a bunch of new possibilities. Just like you said, does he land in Kansas or, some you know, Kansas? Or is it, like, the South, which would present a whole different type of, you know, thing? Because I think you can't let him land in, like, a big city just because there's obviously going to be a quicker response to you know things like you know oh shit if an asteroid hits a city there's going to be a you know military type of response to being like oh go inspect it what happened are we good right um so i'm assuming that it's going to be like some small you know small town type of thing but i i can't wait to see how it's going to play out i think we have really good writers to do that and um, i'm wondering who's going to direct now i know brad you had said something about like there was some people saying that maybe just tanahisi coats is going to direct it himself which i think would be interesting Have you guys got any directors in mind who you think would be like i know i'm hitting you guys with this question like ca- catching guys off surprise but off the top of your head any directors you would like to be paired up if it's a black superman story written by tanahisi coats that you think would kill it brad
2: I mean, I think the easy one is uh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. I mean, he's got the Michael B. Jordan connection. Uh, I don't know if he's worked with J.J. Abrams before. That I'm unsure of. But, uh, but I just, I think that would be a home run. Uh, a Ryan Coogler Superman story with Michael B. Jordan starring. I mean, that's, I feel like that's as good as you can get.
1: Yeah. You think you can top it, Matt? Or are you going with Ryan Coogler too?
0: No, I mean, he, he was my first. He was my first thought when you popped the question, because, you know, he, as Brad said, he has that Michael B. Jordan connection already. Black Panther was was really great of a movie. So I think he would be kind of uh, I don't want to say an obvious choice, but I mean, he kind of would be the obvious choice because yeah. he's a great director and he has that connection. So he would be my choice as well.
1: I'm going to choose one who's kind of like somebody I've been pining for on Twitter. If you guys follow me there um, is Taika Waititi. Like, I think if there's anybody who understands how to balance out, like, tones, he gets, he he understands, like, if you watch Jojo Rabbit, that movie, for being as funny as it was, also dealt with some really, like, heavy and serious issues. Um, I think he could bring levity to Superman that's really needed, because, you know, we've had a scowling Superman for the past, like, 7 years or whatever it is and i'm just tired of that and we can move on and do something different but Ryan Coogler probably going to be you know one a at that list and be the guy that they'll probably talk to the most because they can get Michael B Jordan on board and um yeah and i would love that too he's a good director so you know I, i'm excited yeah
2: uh another option would be uh maybe Barry Jenkins
1: mm okay
2: uh, he did uh Moonlight, which is probably one of my favorite movies ever. Uh that's just a fantastic movie. And you also have the Trevante Rhodes connection. Uh, Trevante Rhodes was killer in that movie. So I feel like Barry Jenkins could be another possibility if he wants to dive into the superhero realm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good call too. I I would like that. Um so continuing on with Superman, um Superman and Lois premiered earlier this week. And um, I wasn't too sure what to think about the show, mainly because I'm not that high on CW shows. Um, I, you know, left The Flash after like season two. I left Arrow after season four. So I was kind of scared. I was worried, to say the least. Right. But after episode one, dude, I got to say, like, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, it was everything that I wanted in terms of Superman and Clark Kent's story. Like, it was just what I needed to give me that, like, okay, this is where we should be. You know what I mean? Like, this is how things should be. Like, it just had the family aspect. It had him being a good guy. It had all these really nice things that just felt like Superman. And I enjoyed a whole lot. Um, What did you think about it, Matt?
0: I mean, I I absolutely loved it. I tortured myself through all of uh, Arrow, so I completely understand you jumping ship because after season three, it, it really went downhill as a show. So it being a CW show did worry me a little bit, but just like you, I loved the first episode. I know I've said on previous podcasts that Nightwing is my favorite superhero, but for me, Superman is the most important. Because growing up as a kid, I, I had a couple of different connections with him. I even have the uh, the House of L Crest from Smallville on my chest as a tattoo. Um, Superman is just is a very important character for me. And I loved the CW version um, that they did for this episode. And hopefully the rest of the season. I mean, the fact that it's him with kids, married already. We don't have that him meeting Lois and them starting that relationship. Uh, I loved a lot of the Easter eggs they had, like in the beginning when he picked up the car. And that was reminiscent of the first uh, comic, the action comics of Superman. Um, I know I mentioned in the texts that uh, they I think it was either like on chalkboard or something like that. They had the doctor's name. And it was donner which is the last name for director richard donner who did the uh, christopher reeves movies so i liked that they had those two kind of throwbacks to very important people um in the superman history but i loved it i i thought tyler hecklin who i now follow on twitter and in his bio <laughs> it says it's pronounced Hecklin, which i always thought it was hockland but it's hecklin according to him but i i thought he was a great clark kent and yeah. I, he was a believable superman too so I'm I'm just really excited for the rest of the show and, you know, to see where they go with it, especially with how they ended the episode.
1: Yeah. How about you, Brad?
2: So I I really enjoyed it, too. Uh, I'm not the biggest Superman fan. Like, obviously, you two are. uh, But I just I I enjoyed it. I liked both suits that we saw. Uh, I really liked the first suit, like when he saves the kid from from the car. That suit was that suit was awesome. And that was also just like a really cool moment. Like, I mean, I'm not like the biggest Superman fan, but like, I just feel like that was like, that was like peak Superman. Uh, And then also uh, I was surprised by the production quality because I know you guys have already touched on this. Uh, But like, you know, as we've said, like Arrow and Flash, you know, like sometimes the production quality can dip a little. But I was I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I think the only time in the episode where maybe it got like a little bit subpar was when they were fighting in space. I think, like, when he was fighting Captain Luther, like, some of the CGI looked, like, a little, little questionable. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I have no complaints, uh, especially when you consider, like, the budget. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the budget isn't even on the same planet as something like WandaVision. So, I mean, you kind of have to take it. You have to take that in with everything that you're watching. And then I also enjoyed like the take on the story. Um, I feel like they kind of like fast forwarded through everything we've already seen like in Superman adaptations, like you know him meeting Lois, him you know, having a job at the Daily Planet. So like, we kind of like fast forwarded through all that. And then like now we're starting like right like, at a new, new point in his story. Like now he gets like, he's not only worried about saving the world, but he also has to worry about like raising two teenage boys and like saving the family farm. And you know, it's, it's a fresh take
1: yeah yeah i agree like all those little things like i really enjoyed how they gave you all that backstory but kind of like just quickly and you know it didn't feel necessarily rushed but it was just like all right this is what happened and this kind of happened and then we did this and now we're here and it kind of gave you enough background to be like okay cool like this is where the story is at and i'm fine with that that's how i took that dude i'm glad that you mentioned the suit because when that suit came out when he came out on it i went nuts Because that's the old like Fleischer com, like Fleischer cartoon suit. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever watched those cartoons, but like I used to have a DVD and I would sit there and watch them a whole lot on repeat over and over. And they were just so good. And, you know, that was like peak cheesy Superman and it was great. It was great. Right. But that suit looked so nice. Like it looked really good. The colors popped out well. The black made the you know the black with the gold uh, trim made the S pop out so nice and then his delivery to that kid where he tells him hey nice suit and he says oh thanks my mom made it for me you know that was just like the most earnest I've heard superman in such a long time like an actor give a line like that that just felt like okay like yeah that's exactly how superman would say it cuz his mom did fucking make him that suit you know what i mean and um hecklin as it's pronounced thank you matt uh it did a really good job you know giving that i think superman can kind of come off as like easy to play but there's like this vulnerability and there's this like thing there's this thing that an actor has to have when they step into that suit where it's like they have to look powerful but also be like so compassionate right? Like the actor has to give off that vibe of like constant caring. And, you know, because we saw in the background, we saw in the episode that his, that's, he learned it from his mom. His mom took out a second mortgage just to help people around the town survive. Right. And that's kind of where he learned it from. And I'm super glad there was that one big fight, but I'm kind of glad most of it took place like on the farm and it was about them and, you know, I I really enjoyed that. So for me, all those things just really hit, and it was everything that I I wanted out of Superman. I just hope that they continue with it. Now, Brad, you brought up the budget. What I heard, what I had read about the budget was that WB, Warner Brothers, actually gave them a bigger budget for the show. So they increased the budget for this show. Um, They're also working at trying to work out a deal where HBO can potentially give them like part of like the like a bigger budget to continue to produce at a higher level which would then mean that the show would go on also HBO Max so they're trying i guess that's the word right now is they're trying to work out some deal like that so that the production quality stays high and they can get it on HBO Max too which i think if it can continue like that would be great now the, the villain, dude, I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't really... I wasn't too, like, sure who the villain was going to turn out to be. Like, and I'm still... You, you mentioned his name, Brad. Like, is that the name that you picked up from the show? Did you pick it up from the show? Or did you, like, kind of research it a little bit?
2: No. So, like, when he flies onto, like, the glacier or whatever, like, the snowy mountain. And then, like, he walks into, like, his little lair. It, uh, his, like, little robot AI thing. Uh, they say, like, welcome, Captain Luther, or whatever. And then, like, he takes off the helmet, and then he, like, throws it on the ground. So that's what the AI said. So I think that's his name.
1: Dude, I didn't see that. Was that, like, an end scene? No, it was at the very end of the show. Oh, dude, I, I must have missed it. You know what? I probably, like, damn. Well, then, I messed up, and I didn't see the entire thing. That's interesting. So this... Lex Luther I'm assuming is going to be that's going to be his power suit. That's all right. That's cool. I can deal with that.
0: You know? Yeah. I saw that too. Um and I was also looking on the IMDb and they um for next episode have Luther uh listed with a black actor. So if Oh. If this is Lex Luther, it's going to be a black Lex Luthor. I'm still mm. wondering if this is Lex Luthor or maybe a family member that is maybe pissed at Superman for what he's done to Lex because this is a little later mm. in Superman's yeah. story so you know it, it it could not it might not be Lex but I mean the suit itself made me think it was Lex but then again I mean who knows it it, it could be again another Luthor member it's not the first time uh, a Luthor was created for a TV show so
1: Right. I mean, I, we don't know who his Lex was. Like, it wasn't CW's, like, drawn cryer Lex, right? Because no. what if what if this was, like, his, I don't know, son or something, right? Like, we don't know. That's interesting. Oh, that's going to be super cool to watch. So I can't see. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that. Like, How is that going to factor in? How much of a threat is going to be? He seemed to know a whole lot of Superman already, so... He must have some prior knowledge by someone or somehow of everything that he's done. Uh that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah,
0: and I I also read that they were possibly looking to recast Lex Luthor and Supergirl. One because Melissa Benoist is no longer gonna be Supergirl. And right. then Um, So that's an obvious uh, recasting decision if they bring that character into this show, which would make sense, because his introduction was on her show. And then if they are recasting Lex Luthor, then, you know, this obviously could be this new recasting. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting to see. If this is Lex, if not, then what Luther is this and what is his relation to Lex? Because, you know, obviously Lex Luthor is the, the major villain of the Superman lore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. Like, I, I just can't say how much I really enjoyed it. Um, And I watched it with someone who's not a fan of Superman, like not the biggest fan, kind of in, where Brad is, maybe less of a fan, you know what I mean? And for that person to go like, oh, yeah, I really liked it. That, that's big. To get someone who didn't like, doesn't like Superman at, pretty much at all to go like, oh, that was really good. Like I, I want to watch it. And to be invested in like, the, the kids, like to get invested into the sons was really cool. I'm super intrigued by the fact that they chose to go with two sons. Because normally Lois and Clark have one son named John and that's just all they've dealt with um so to give him two kids and have one pretty much be like ha- have dealing with mental health issues is really interesting and have him be potentially the more powerful one makes it even more like oh crap what's going to you know clark is really going to have to show him how to be a good person and making sure that he's doing the right things while also battling this mental health like Whew, that's that's going to be intense. Like I'm, I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and, and with the two kids, um, obviously the one being named Jonathan is after Clark's dad, and the one Jordan is actually named after his other dad, jor So that's where that name comes in. But one thing I didn't like with what they did is when he starts telling them that he is Superman and he takes off the glasses. For <laughs> people who don't know that The glasses superman wears are kryptonian technology that makes him look a little different than superman they're going to be like really they didn't know their dad without glasses was a completely different person so i thought that was done uh, a little uh not as well as it could have been but other than that i i really loved what they were doing with the kids and to me it was a little obvious that the uh jordan the one that they were making it out to be didn't have any powers, was actually the one that did have the powers. Whether or not um, Jonathan does as well is yet to be seen, but I thought it was kind of obvious, the little red herring that they were doing, making it seem like you know the really athletic one that doesn't have, so to speak, any surface problems is the, the one with the superpowers. But I, I love what they're doing with it. I love that they have the mental health aspect involved with it, so I'm, I'm super excited to see how they develop those two characters.
1: For sure. Um, you got anything you'd like to add, Brad?
0: Uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on, like, the.
2: I think the mental health thing was cool because, like, a lot of times you don't see that, like, represented in TV shows. So I think that was awesome to see, like, people. So people that have those mental health issues that that kid deals with, then they can, like, feel themselves represented on screen and, like, know that they're not alone in those struggles and those issues. So I think that was awesome. And then also, like, people were making jokes online about... uh Like Master Chief being the villain,
1: (laughs) yeah, dude. Yeah, he does look like Master Chief. You're right.
2: So, that was pretty funny.
1: Um, that's a good one, yeah, dude. I'm just super excited. I think the I, I, I can't say it enough, I've said it over and over, but um, um, it actually made me go back and try to catch up on comics that I've left behind. Um, so I've read. Uh, The most recent run of action comics was at 957. That was like when the whole rebirth thing started. And I'm now, I started at 957. Now I'm at 980. So I've been like just grinding through just action comics. And because it gives you the. So DC does their comics super weird. They split up their Superman stories into action comics and Superman. It's all the same guy. It's all the same thing. But it's just like different stories happening at the same time. That's all it is. And so but you get to kind of see him with his family and, you know, with his son, John, and how he's dealing with that and all these different things. And I was just like, okay, if they're if they can continue to, like, pull from these comics and all this stuff, it's going to be really good. Um, So I can't wait to see what else they got, what other villains are going to bring in. I hope my only hope is, like, they don't do villain of the week stuff. I don't want that. Like you know, that gets tired pretty quickly. Um, I'm not sure how they're gonna do it. I hope they keep the episodes down. Like, don't drag it out too much. You know. Um, yeah, and that's that's pretty much it in terms of Superman. Like, I'm excited um, and I can't wait. I'm gonna be keeping up with it weekly now. Um, so I guess let's move on to the last thing here, which is uh the second to last episode of wandavision now you guys know that i am always the last one in this group to watch it and so i'm sure half the time you guys are fucking dying to just sit here and talk about it so i'm glad we can do it now dude because i feel so bad that i have to like ignore you guys when you start to like talk about it in the chat or like on twitter when you guys are kind of going back and forth i'm like fuck i almost want to mute these guys just because like i don't want to see anything but um this episode was dope like all these episodes have been really good all of them like they've been just really good um you know we get to see wanda's backstory everything she kind of went through um how her powers kind of got amplified which that's the allusion to which is interesting because it seems like they're kind of retconning and fixing, you know, what they kind of said in the past. Because in the past, it was like, oh, she got experimented on, and that's what gave her her powers. Whereas, like, Agatha Harkness says, like, oh, you were always a witch. So now the time, the, what is it, the, what what's the stone? Why, can, why am I losing which stone? Mind stone. There it is. The mind stone, you know, enhanced her abilities and made her what she is right um and that was really cool just to see the journey and to see why she chose sitcoms because that's all she got to watch with her family and that shit was like heartbreaking so it was just a little heartbreaking to see her kind of go through it but um i really enjoyed it and then you got to see vision which was really nice to see her in vision and her first day and how everything played out there um and this just to kind of build up to this, the like final scene where she's like holding the kids by the throat, really fucking crazy and saying like, you know, your, your magic is chaos magic and you are a, the, the Scarlet Witch or something like that. And I was like, yeah, they're going to give her her fucking name, dude. Like finally, um, I, I, I can't wait. That's all like I can say. I can't wait till the next episode. And I know Matt, you were pissed because you're, you're forced to wait.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I loved and hated this episode, and what I loved about it was everything, and what I hate about it is I have to wait until the next episode. So, I really don't hate anything about it, but um, I, I just thought it was great the way that they kind of went back and, as you said, were retconning her history and Pietro's history, and, and not Pietro's history, but the real Pietro. um, And I think that's opening up the door for mutants and you know, when I was watching this episode and learning more about how it seems that Wanda's always had these powers, it kind of made me think of Jean Grey and Phoenix a little bit of, you know, she has these powers as uh, Wanda Maximoff, but she needs some, you know, um, uh, I, I can't think of the word right now but she needs something to kind of spark her journey into becoming the Scarlet Witch and she's starting to really get there with how she's showing her powers and I think Vision also um, kind of showing the the background between where their relationship um, started and how much it meant to Wanda and I think he had the line of the show so far when he oh, says dude. what is grief if not love persevering you know I, I thought that was just like just one of those lines you hear, you were just like, oh, my God, I need to get that tattooed or something like that is just <laughs> such a powerful line. So I, I thought the episode was just really good in in showing a little bit of Wanda's background, um, you know, where the sitcoms came from, where uh, Agatha came from and yeah. it kind of also raised a little bit more questions like what is what is agatha's intentions here is she really just trying to learn how wanda did this is she trying to steer her in a certain direction like um so maybe the one critique i could have is you know there's just more questions now being that can be asked but other than that it, it was a great episode and i'm so excited for the last episode for sure dude
2: so I, uh, I really enjoyed this episode because uh, it kind of like deviated from what we've seen in like the last seven. Like it was just kind of more like just Agatha and uh, Wanda going through this like journey. And like we got a little bit of backstory on like who Agatha was. And then we also got like a backstory into like how Wanda got into like her current state of emotions. So I thought that was cool. And like the Agatha backstory and that, like that intro, I feel like not enough people are talking about that because that was fucking crazy. Like, she yeah. dusted, like, eight-plus witches, including her mom, like, yeah. w- with ease. Yeah.
1: That was nuts. So that,
2: yeah, so that was really cool to see, like, just, like, how powerful Agatha is and, like, how, like, formidable she's going to be, like, as a foe, if she ends up being a foe. And it was also, like, this was also, like, a really sad episode. Uh, just, it was, a, it was a lot different than what we've experienced to this point. Just like, you know, having to go through like Wanda's trauma. Like, we basically like, were reliving Wanda's trauma as she like re experiences it. So that was like, it was, it was kind of brutal to watch at some points. And then, uh, but we also got some like really cool moments, like when she touches the Mind Stone and then like it goes like all yellow. And then you see like the future, like what she's going to be is like Scarlet Witch. And like, if like people like zoomed in on the internet and like you could see like little bits of her costume. So like I'm hoping that leads to like a full a full suit reveal next uh next week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. That that was really like I, I don't even I got super excited just sitting there and like hearing all these little things. But like you said, Matt, it just opened more questions. Now it just made me go, like, oh shit, so what's gonna happen? Like what's gonna happen to Monica? What's gonna happen to, you know, is she gonna go full scholar witch? in this show on this series or is that going to be until the dr strange sequel you know what i mean so it, it it opened all these things and even about like agatha like her backstory well it gave us you know those cool things about her just just inc- annihilating all these witches um you know her mom tells her like you played with black magic or whatever it was like, what the hell was the black magic? There had to be something that she was getting into, right? That gave her these powers. Like, it can't. I mean, maybe it's just whatever black magic, or maybe it's something from someone a lot, you know, more powerful, right? You, you guys know where I'm going with this, and it's that whole thing: is there another presence kind of looming? Is there is there a bigger thing looming, or is this just okay? It's just going to be Agatha, which is fine, which is cool. She's shown to be a pretty formidable um villain. Um uh yeah and I I liked I think we have to talk about the like end credit scene. So the whole vision thing, right? His which so the whole thing about that, which I thought was really interesting, was like the director guy, I can't remember his name, the director of sword stated Hayward. that Hayward. Hayward. What a yeah. fucking
0: dick. which I think this on this week's episode of who is Mephisto, um, I I heard rumors that people are now are attributing Hayward as Mephisto because earlier in the show, you know, we were told and I think even shown um, that Wanda took Vision's body, which going back into um, Wanda reliving that moment, she didn't. And it seems like maybe there's something else that Hayward is up to. And maybe he's the the puppet master that's pulling all these strings. But, again, that's just this week's episode of Who is Mephisto? Because that <laughs> seems to be uh, a game within the show.
1: Dude, yeah. And that's what I meant. Like, is there a looming force? Is it like someone is? Or is it something like where Mephisto's kind of pulling strings from behind and influencing different people to kind of be you know do certain things um yeah but him saying that and then showing that she didn't steal the thing that she went and just created this vision from like her own power which is impressive dude i was sitting there like looking at it like holy shit did she just pretty much recreate uh an infinity stone because he he has what looks to be either she recreated an Infinity Stone or she just created something that looks like it, right? He has a stone in the middle of his goddamn forehead.
0: So, it's so one from Walmart has no yeah. powers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? And I was sitting there thinking like, whoa, she's really – that's a lot of power to be able to do that, right? And we kind of talked about she's just kind of discovering how powerful she is. She doesn't have the full control over it. Everything's been – Brad, you mentioned it. Everything's been of, like, emotional response. So anytime anything has gotten, like, really rough for her, it's been, like, boom, it snaps. Imagine when she's able to just fully, like, full, fully realized Scarlet Witch. is going to be nuts, dude. Um, but back to the Vision thing, right? So we see that Hayward has finally put together Vision, and he's imbued her him with some of Wanda's residual power and has turned him on. And... I have no clue what the hell is going to happen. I'm assuming there's going to be some battle where Vision's going to like White Vision's going to come in and try to eliminate Wanda. I'm guessing that's the plan.
0: Um, Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what they do with it too. Um, I did a little back uh, research into White Vision and you know the character from the comics. Um, There's a really sad comic panel that shows him kind of seeing Wanda in the in the kids, and he's like, you know, I may look like Vision, but I am not your father, I am not your husband. And, yeah. you know, it, it's something where it's just, like, heart-wrenching. But I think, one, Wanda creating the uh, Westview Vision explains why he couldn't be outside yeah. of it. So I'm wondering if there's going to be some kind of fight between White Vision and Westview Vision, and if there's going to be the fight between Wanda and Agatha, if, you know, those are going to be the two kind of big big battles. But yeah, I mean, they could have White Vision fighting Wanda. They could have White Vision fighting Vision. And I uh, also saw people talking online that maybe when Paul Bettany said someone he's always wanted to work with was maybe himself. And that's the big reveal (laughs) is Vision versus White Vision. But something me and Brad already talked about before, um, before you saw the episode, was is James Spader going to be voicing White Vision, and is he going to mm. have Ultron's voice? And if he does, what the hell is that going to do to Wanda? So I'm really excited to see with what happens in, in the next episode, um, what surprises there, there are going to be.
1: Yeah, you got anything you want to add, Brad?
2: Yeah, um, to, so to touch on the, the White Vision thing, if he, if he has Ultron's voice... I'm going to fucking lose my shit. And so will Wanda. Because, I mean, that's going to be crazy. Because uh, I, I, I think one, one part I really like about Ultron was his voice. I think James Spader did a really good job with the voice. So if they're able to, like, reincorporate that back in, that will be really crazy. And then also to touch on, like, Wanda and, like, how powerful she is. Uh, like, at the beginning of the episode, you see uh, Agatha, and she's doing, like, all those, like, little simple spells. But, like, Wanda doesn't know any of that. Yet, yeah, like, she was able to, like, create this entire reality just based off of her fantasy. Which is, like, it's, like, she doesn't know, like, the basics of magic, yet she's just doing all this just, like, just because she's, like, alone and, like, sad and depressed. So, like, it's crazy to see, like, what she can actually do, like, once she starts to, like, realize her powers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that that was... I'm glad you brought that up. Because when I was watching that, I was like, oh, shit, like... There's ways that witches can go about doing these things, but you know, Wanda hasn't thought about any of it. She's just kind of doing it like on a whim, which is impressive, right? She's transforming um, things into other things. She's, you know, what, what was the other one? She's able to have like things that are all the way across town, continue to keep on going without her being in the area. And i wonder i'm I'm super curious like was agatha just sensing all this magic and being like how the hell did she do this and i want to go see how and try to learn how to do this too and then she realized like oh crap like this isn't just a normal witch who's got crazy powers like this is a completely different level of you know something that she's gonna have to try to and also with, with like her defeat agatha defeating the witches was she stealing their power or was it just her killing the witches because my sense of it was like oh it almost looked like she was stealing Matt you were going to say something
0: yeah I was going to say I thought that too just because the way that they showed the powers and it, it kind of looked like a tug of war between the two the two powers but I think it was just her killing um, but I mean again I, I could be wrong I don't think it was her stealing the powers um, but you know it could be her motivation if she does steal witch's powers then you know i who who better to steal it from than the scarlet witch
1: yeah that that's why i asked i was like oh is she going to try and somehow to steal wanda's powers and is that going to be what the whole fight about um you know the next episode is going to be and how does monica play into it is monica going to be the last second hero that kind of saves her ass somehow um Yeah, either way, I can't wait till the next episode, which is sadly the last, right? It's it's the last one. So it's the last one. It's 50 minutes long. um, And it's going to be good. And I can't wait for it. Before we go, do you guys got anything to add? Like last minute things to add about WandaVision or anything like that?
2: Yeah, I had another point. But just on like Wanda's powers and like if uh, Agatha tries to steal them. Uh, So they dropped the turn Chaos Magic. Which I don't know if you guys know, but chaos magic is like this like crazy powerful energy that's like exists in the MCU or in the Marvel Universe. And like Doctor Strange doesn't even like think that this magic exists. And like he's Mm -hmm. like the Sorcerer Supreme. So like this is like some like heavy stuff. And uh, it actually originates from the God of Chaos, uh, Cthone. And he uh, so he was like the God of Chaos. And then he gets like banished to this cave, and then uh, Wanda is actually born inside that cave, and then that's where she gets her powers. In the comics, is which uh, uh... uh she touches Cthon's hand, and that's how she gets her powers. She gets like a fraction of the chaos magic.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I wonder how if they're gonna go that deep into lore because that's like super deep cut. And I mean, yeah, um, that's that's really interesting. Man, maybe, I and then
0: another, I was just going to make the joke, maybe Cthone is Mephisto, because at this point, I'm just going to say everybody is Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: one thing somebody on Twitter told me, my guy uh, Philly's uh, saying, he said that actually in the comics, uh, Cthone appears as uh, Pietro. Uh. He, uh, he manifests his body and shows up as Pietro. So that would be an interesting twist. I, it'd be kind of a curveball. I know everybody's not expecting that, but it, it could happen. I mean, they dropped Chaos Magic. So, I, I mean, if the guy that harnessed Chaos Magic in the beginning, if, he's, you know, if he were to make an appearance, that would be an interesting way to bring him in.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that would be something. And, I mean, it'd throw her for a loop again seeing Pietro again, right? Um, But, yeah, uh, that's all we got. I think we'll just wrap it up here. Thanks again for everyone listening. Um, I hope you guys will tune in next week where we'll probably review the last episode of WandaVision and whatever the hell else comes at that time. Um, Thank you to Matt and Brad. You guys have been awesome. I appreciate everything you guys do here. And we'll see you guys next time.
0: See you guys next time. See you next week. Have a good week, everybody.